0: This is a new podcast series created by the entrepreneurship team at the University of Sussex. We want this to be a space that inspires, informs and speaks to students and recent graduates. Whether you're looking to turn an idea into an income or if you want to be an innovator within an organisation, this podcast is for you. Full disclaimer, we recorded this episode during the lockdown period. Please be kind and bear with the sound quality. Entrepreneurship is all about innovation and learning as you go. Sit back, relax, enjoy the content and forgive us for the sound quality. Today I'm talking to two brilliant female founders, Izzy Obeng is the founder and managing director of a social enterprise called Foundervine. And later in this episode, I'll be catching up with our very own George Faruja. George works in the entrepreneurship team, but prior to coming to Sussex, she founded her own company. Hello, Izzy.
1: Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. What did you want to be when you were a child? when I was a child um, I, I went through phases so initially I wanted to be an archaeologist because I think we did the ancient Greeks and the Romans for a while and I just thought digging for bones was the most exciting sounding thing ever I must have been around seven or eight Um then after that I wanted to be a cartoonist um, because I thought I was good at drawing cartoons I wasn't um, <laughs> but th- that's kind of what I wanted to be yeah <laughs>
0: But that second thing shows creativity, and that kind of feeds in to what you're doing now because you founded a social enterprise. And we'll talk a bit more about that in a moment. But what is it that sparked your interest in launching a social enterprise?
1: Yeah, so brilliant segue there in terms of my career path, by the way. But um, so I always knew that I wanted to uh do something that was in the public service and I didn't know what that meant. So I grew up in a part of London that uh had a bit of a raw deal when it came to access to opportunity and I grew up with lots of brilliant young men and women who had great ideas but just didn't have the mechanisms to explore those or the career opportunities to move into. And um I grew up thinking that I wanted to go into politics and so I did lots of um, interning before university, think tanks, um, did a bit in parliament. Um, and then I got to university and I had the opportunity to work with social enterprises and charities as part of an atlas. And it was there that I realized that there's just so much work we could do within the business space to support industry, support the pipeline of talent into entrepreneurship and into social enterprise. And I knew that I wanted to go to consulting in some way um, and that materialized in uh, joining KPMG when I finished university and then leaving KPMG to work within higher education building startups and eventually starting Foundry, which is a social enterprise that I run now. Amazing.
0: What challenges do you feel that you've had to overcome as a female founder?
1: There are a lot of challenges, I should say, that all kinds of founders face. You know, starting a business is one of the stupidest things you will ever do. It's so stressful, but it's the most rewarding thing you'll ever do as well. To see something that you have conceptualized and essentially made up in your mind turn into something that genuinely uh, impacts lives, that generates revenue, that creates jobs. All of those things are magical to see. And so all founders face the challenges of learning how to be an effective leader, learning how to um, sell your company, learning how to raise funding, all those things that are really stressful. But if you are a founder who comes from an underrepresented group of any kind, if you are a female founder, you have those challenges that I've just mentioned, but they are compounded by certain inequalities that we have in our society that just make it that little bit harder. So female founders are less likely to raise investment than male founders by a considerable amount. Um, a recent study by diverse PBC found that only one p in every pound goes to all female founding teams. Only ten pence goes to mixed gender founding teams. That means eighty nine pence. In every pound is going to all male founding teams. It's, it's scandalous in so many ways. And it's because when women go for funding, they often get advice. Mm. (laughs) Um, and so it's a challenge that we have in our funding spaces about how we make it more inclusive. Mm. When it comes to, uh, showcasing how brilliant our startups are as a startup founder, you spend half your time running around telling everyone how amazing your startup is, whether those Mm -hmm. are clients, whether those are customers, whether those are your community. And women, I have to say, do not shout and brag about their achievements in the same way or as frequently as male mm-hmm. founders do. so there's a big piece in our work about building confidence and resilience and realizing that what you have been taught as a woman all of your life that in order to be socially acceptable, you have to be quiet and you have to be kind of modest
0: mm-hmm. just
1: completely goes out of the window when you're starting a your business. You need to be in people's faces. Arrogance is not what I'm talking about, but an assertiveness that allows Mm. you to convince people that you have the most brilliant idea in the world, because ultimately that is what is going to sell your business. You are.
0: Something else that I, I saw recently was a TED talk around how young boys are taught from a young age to take risk, whereas young girls are taught to be risk averse. We're socialized in that way. So just how you were saying, As females, we're less likely to shout about our achievements and shout about this great idea that we might have, which might then lead to investment. Do you think that also comes into play here that men are potentially more likely to take risks which lead to success?
1: Yes. Um, And Mm -hmm. that element of being risk averse is, I would say, quite similar just if you are any underrepresented group. If you are Mm -hmm. a woman, if you are a founder from an ethnic minority background, if you're um, a working class founder. The desire to avoid risk is there and it's because you know that there's not a safety net underneath you if you fail. I think that the high risk, um, individuals that we see are people who, um, often go to particular schools, people who often come from very specific and very narrow backgrounds who know that if they take those risks and fail, there will be a safety net. And Mm. you just simply can't assume that if you're a founder with a different lived experience. And so, Mm. Um, I feel like there is the confidence barrier that I've mentioned before, but there's also an understanding that, you know, the game is just a bit different if you're a female founder. I can't, um, raise, uh, 20,000 pounds from friends and family, um, and put it on a hunch that I have, you know, the amount of times I hear stories about, um, you know, some, some founders who have their, uh, business plans just written on the back of a napkin and who are able to raise investment. Whereas, you know, female founders who, think they have to be a hundred percent perfect and have already have a prototype already have an mvp already have traction in mm-hmm. order to raise half the amount as that founder mm-hmm. who's put it on the back of a napkin and so there's just like a different attitude towards a raising towards growing businesses that we see and so mm-hmm. um what we need to see in industry are people creating those safety nets you know if you don't have a rich uncle find an angel network who can substitute for that rich uncle.
0: And for our listeners who who may not be familiar with the angel investment network, are you able to say a little about that?
1: Absolutely. So when we talk about angel investors, we talk about individuals, individuals, Sometimes high net worth individuals who may have made money elsewhere and who are looking to invest, but more often than not, ordinary people who have, you know, a few grams um, spare and who are looking to invest in businesses. And when you are starting a business, before you consider necessarily raising um, loans, you know, debt capital can be quite risky, or raising from venture capitalists who, when you are quite early stage, you are very risky. They therefore want a very high percentage of your business in order to fund you. You may consider going to angel investors who aren't as regulated, who might be a bit easy to raise, easier to raise funding from. Um, and I think a great example that everyone would resonate with is you look at Dragon's Den, you know, those mm-hmm. are angel investors who are high net worth, worth individuals who have raised their money elsewhere and who mm-hmm. invest relatively small amounts of money into early stage businesses in order to get them to the next level.
0: So Izzy, your organisation, which for those who have just tuned in, is Foundervine, sets itself a mission to change the face of entrepreneurship. Seeing more women thriving in business is just one element of that. So what do you feel needs to change for more women to take their place at the top as founders or as board members working as entrepreneurs within established businesses?
1: So there are a few things that need to happen. I always kind of focus on sort of three or four. And um, I think the first thing is changing the way and the sort of ways of working and culture within industry that keeps women in certain positions and doesn't necessarily always allow them to reach their full potential. And so to sort of summarize that, I guess I'm saying um, more showcasing, more mentoring, more non-exec roles, more uh, speaking, and more community.
0: <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. So if you could give one piece of advice to those who are just starting out on their journey as an entrepreneur, what would it be?
1: My biggest piece of advice would be to build your network as early as possible before you need it. Um, this idea that you need to, you know, be building a product and it needs to be amazing and perfect and everything needs to be perfect before you start engaging people you'll find that by the time you're ready to launch it you have no one to launch it to because you haven't built community um and you've waited so long to launch the products that it's now old and the market has moved on there's a piece around just getting more uh entrepreneurs to kind of see networking as a big part of their work in the beginning um how do you go about doing that when you're reaching out to someone more senior? Leverage and milk the fact that you're still a student. I feel like as a student, you have a golden ticket towards getting access to anyone you want because people are, you know, they want people want to invest in the future of our society, in the future of business, and you have no alternative agendas. I realised very early on that um, there's only so far your degree will take you. Uh, the rest of it is your network.
0: So tell us a little bit more about Foundervine and how our listeners can find out more about your social enterprise.
1: Yeah, so Foundervine is a social enterprise that runs a digital startup building program. So we help people start businesses. If you are ever interested in taking part in a Foundervine program, the best way to find us is to go on our website, which is www.foundervine.com. Um, and click Upcoming, and it will show you everything we've got going on at the moment. Thank you so,
0: so much for joining us, Izzy. I've learnt a lot, and I know that our listeners have too. Earlier on, I caught up with George Faruja from the entrepreneurship team. Before coming to work at the University of Sussex, George ran a successful subscription box service. Welcome, George. What would your advice be for our Sussex students and Sussex recent graduates who are listening today? I would really encourage students to get involved with services like ours, but also to put yourself out there for other opportunities. There's so much going on, especially in Sussex, and see what some of the societies do as well. If you can't find what you need, then maybe that is a business idea right there. Sometimes that's where the magic can happen. And look to meet other students with a similar mindset. There is um, great power in networking. So speak to people, connect with people. I think that's great advice because you're either going to find people you can collaborate with or people who can share their experience and help you to grow and succeed. Yeah, exactly. So how did you do that at uni, George? Well, I took part in lots of uh, networking events outside of uni, but I also really wanted to be a part of an entrepreneurial society whilst I was there and there wasn't one. So alongside the business, I ended up founding and then entrepreneurs and that brought together lots of different students with different studies and experience and that's where I could understand the power of collaboration and networking. So I'd say look for opportunities, create them and try different things and most of all, do not be afraid whatsoever of an idea not working. You learn and that will help you with your next idea and then if your business idea does work, that's amazing but stay humble. And help those on the journey if you can. What was one of the biggest challenges that you faced as a founder? Well I think doing a business on your own if you've not got a co-founder it can be quite lonely sometimes and if you um, say win an award or have something to celebrate I mean it's great if you run an accelerator program you've got some peers around you but generally you kind of own all the successes, but you also own all the problems, um that a business faces. And that can feel quite pressured and stressful at times. But then, you know, that's where you kind of have to tap into your network and, um and not be afraid to ask for support. Mm-hmm. And what is your proudest moment? I'd say launching it on stage with friends and family supporting me. It was really amazing, like a firework feeling. So, see everything come to fruition from a few years of really hard work and um, masses of market research and studying full time as well and then just social life and in um in just day to day life so all of that kind of coming together being um in an amazing venue and launching your products with all of your marketing and branding and in a room full of people it's just uh kind of full circle moment and it's well worth the hard work hmm. and I, I know that you really believe in our students um doing the same and achieving similar successes don't you tell us a bit more about that yeah I have so much faith in our Sussex students because I know it is possible and anyone with a vision and uh, if they're determined then they can achieve great things you just have to be prepared for the roller coaster. And really enjoy the highs, like getting your first sale, and be open to learning and adapting because, after all, um, that is the nature of business, regardless of whether it's early stage or well developed. So be prepared for the unexpected and um, make the most of it. Mm, yeah, I think that's sound advice. So, who inspires you in business? Those who made it from nothing, I'd say, um, because. Mm-hmm business, being in business, I think it's about having tenacity. Quite honestly, my dad, he started up with no support or funds, and he's become really successful um, in his own right, and I think that's amazing. Mm -hmm. I know a guy called Matt Bird, um, who founded the Shirt Society. I knew him before that business, when he was running another shirt business, and I watched his tenacity and resilience, and he bounced back from multiple challenges, and he always inspired me and with so much hard work and determination and then another person um who I've really enjoyed watching her journey is Caroline Stevenson she is the founder of Food and I and I met her along with Matt we were all on the same accelerator program in Manchester and we were on entrepreneurial spark and I watched her journey from this incredible concept of when you die now, it will pay for a homeless person to be gifted a meal. And that's grown and the nature of what she does is so innovative and it's just changing lives better um, on something that is a huge issue across the UK with homelessness. So what she's doing um, is amazing and that really inspires me. I guess the people that I've mentioned are not the big names that you might think come to mind, but for those who share a real story of what it takes to succeed in business and they're honest about the challenges that they face. Yeah, I hadn't heard of those entrepreneurs before you mentioned them there, but just hearing that snapshot of what they do and what their businesses do is inspiring. So I echo that. They're not big names, but they're making waves in the business world. Yeah, absolutely. Now you're at the University of Sussex. She founded the Female Entrepreneurship Meetup Group can you tell us a little about that? I'm really glad you've asked that. I feel really passionate about all of our students and graduates being able to start a business if they'd like to um, or to develop those entrepreneurial skills. I think it's good for everyone regardless of sex to be self-aware of their strengths and weaknesses and areas that they can develop on and these sessions are going to really help to support that learning. For autumn term there are two parts to the female entrepreneurship meetup Um, so part two in particular will welcome a guest speaker lulu min and she's going to take students through a very powerful workshop on why making decisions is crucial as an entrepreneur and students will have the opportunity to discover their personal strength and gain some insight to help them move forward with their business idea What are your hopes for the female entrepreneurship meetup group? The aim of the session is to give women a space to bounce ideas around and to grow um, by being part of a supportive network and peer-to-peer learning. They're going to be practical and offer tools for self-discovery and be inspirational and encouraging. I think often we can find talking about and sharing our ideas with other people really beneficial. And the group will give women a space of their own to do that and I'd like to highlight that it really is open to absolutely anyone who identifies as female. Sounds amazing, George. I really love the idea. How can people find out more about the female entrepreneurship meetup group? So uh they can either email entrepreneurship at sussex.ac.uk um or they can head to Career Hub um and look at the event or our entrepreneurship page for more details. Don't forget as well, we are here to offer one-to-ones all year round and that will give you a space to sound out any ideas you have. And again, you can book those through Career Hub and we can't wait to hear from you and meet you. Amazing. Thank you so, so much, George. If you're a current Sussex student or if you graduated within the last three years, the Entrepreneurship Team and the Careers and Employability Centre are here to support you. Whether you're curious to find out more, want to develop a business or social enterprise idea or if you want to find out about being an innovator within a company, we would love to hear from you. Contact us at entrepreneurship at sussex.ac.uk or visit our web pages for more details. sussex.ac.uk forward slash careers.